Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, guys, it is another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. It's episode 30, Wade and Ryan in studio, as always. On today's show, a certain someone was traded from a certain city to Los Angeles. You may have heard of that. Wade, did you hear anything? Uh, Yeah. All right, great. So that's not good for us as Padre fans. No. Not at all. Not the best news, but we're going to talk about that and we're not going to dive, I think, too deep into the minutia of the trade because it's everywhere. But uh, we're going to talk about what that means for the Padres and the NL West kind of in general and I guess for the Dodgers moving forward. I guess we're going to talk about it. We're we'll talk pre- about a lot. <laughs> we're going to do a quick preview <laughs> of the players uh, that I expect to take a big step forward in the San Diego Padres system this year. So just a few names that I'm keeping an eye on that I expect to become legit dudes. Do you know what a dude is, Wade? Yeah, me. Well, no, you're you're just you're just a guy. I'm, I'm talking about dudes. Dude playing a dude playing another dude? Sure. <laughs> uh does that character exist in 2020? Definitely not. No. Not at all. But first, we're going to talk about this last week has been crazy for news, rumors, it's been Padres getting Mookie bets. It's been Dodgers getting Mookie bets. And then finally yesterday, the bombshell, the Padres are not getting Mookie bets. He is going up the five to the Dodgers, um, down to the Padres and Dodgers. That's weird. You don't hear many stories about players getting traded or even getting signed. And it's like between the only two teams involved are the Padres and the Dodgers. That was a weird one for me the whole week. I mean, what about Manny Machado? He was on the Dodgers. They weren't talking about they signing talking him. About resigning him? I don't know if they really were. Yeah. It was between the Padres and Dodgers. I don't remember. Who was involved in Machado? Was anybody involved in Machado? Was it like Hosmer where it was just the Preller bidding against himself? No, it was the Padres and Dodgers. I'm not sure about that. Check the back. Check it. Go back and check. Um, anyway, Mookie is going to be on the Dodgers next year. What was your initial reaction to hearing that the Padres did not sign Mookie Betts or trade for Mookie Betts? That the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. Why is that? Look at their offense. It's loaded now. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that offense in a, in a second. I've got some points that I – we're going to save the points until we get down to them in the notes. But my first reaction was, okay, he's going to LA. Potters didn't get him. It was like a fun little dream that we had for a couple of weeks, the second best player in baseball. The Potters don't make these kinds of moves. It's, this doesn't happen unless you count Kevin Brown from 98 which I guess you could count. He was one of the top five pitchers in baseball at the time. But I'm kind of happy Preller didn't make this move because it sounds like the Padres who weren't going to eat money were going to have to give up more in possibly prospects slash everyday players, losing pitchers, losing outfielders, losing prospects. Would that whole all have been worth it? We don't know ex- exactly what the final asking price was. But I was proud of Preller for showing a little bit of restraint. It's not 2015 Preller anymore. Right. I thought he'd be in panic mode. Like, I need to make the playoffs this year. I'm going to do it. I, I mean, a lot of that, I think, is up to also Ron Fowler. How much does Ron Fowler panic? And I think those moves that we see the Padres make 
that we are confused by. I think a lot of it has to do with Ron Fowler getting really impatient and wanting to win as soon as possible. He's sick of losing, which I don't blame him for. I'm sick of losing too. We've been we've been fans of this team our whole lives. Losing sucks. Never won. <laughs> so we're we know what it's like to lose. I think the the issues that are going to affect the Dodgers going forward are not hitting. I think they already had the best offense in the National League. Maybe it wasn't by a, a wide margin, but I think they did. Now they're adding it's like adding icing on the cake and then you add more icing with the offense. You already had icing on the cake. You already were the best offense, you know? You're not subtracting Mookie Betts from another National League team. Your offense got better, great, but I think a lot of the question marks are on the pitching side. And I used to do a Dodgers Angel show. Did you did you hear about that? I used to do. I've heard it a couple times. About a year ago. I don't think I um, listened once. Did but. prospects analysis for the those two systems. And their pitching has been really good, but they've been really old and really injured, especially Kershaw. They lost Kenta Maeda just recently in the deal to the Twins. They lost Hyunjin Ryu in free agency to the Blue Jays. They lost Rich Hill. The Walker Bueller is still there. He expects to take a step forward. I think everybody assumes that. He's really good. Kershaw, yeah, he's really good when he's healthy, but he's been, regular season. he's been less and less healthy the past few years. He, Playoff Kershaw will show back up. He's definitely not a 200 innings guy and not many are. So it's hard to knock him for not being a 200 inning guy, but his back could flare up any day. He's one of those guys that I don't trust for even like 180 innings. They got to manage him all year. And then, like you said, when the playoffs come around, what has he ever shown to be reliable in the playoffs? Like never. He's, he's kind of a, a ticking time bomb. Like maybe he has one good game. And then the next game, if you're a Dodger fan, I might I might be calling uh, Dodger Dustin next he's, week. He's uh, trash in the playoffs. He's been trash. But uh, my buddy Dustin, who's a diehard L.A. sports fan, it's been, a, it's been a rough couple of weeks if you're a diehard L.A. sports fan. But Mookie Betts, if you're into baseball at all, that kind of helps a little bit. Anyway, might talk to Dustin next week about this deal. Um, talking about what we saw the Dodgers actually give up to get him. It was like nothing. It was it was pretty much is taking on that much salary and the, the the salary that they're going to be taking on for this upcoming season looks like it's going to be about forty three million dollars. That's a lot of salary to take on in one deal. Not in, if you're the Dodgers in though. one year. That doesn't matter if you're a Dodger. Well, I thought we could have said the same thing about the Red Sox, and apparently it did matter a lot because they couldn't wait to get rid of all this money and then attaching David Price to the deal. I mean, what are the what are the Red Sox thinking here? Like they're homegrown talent. They're like, we can't keep them. We're the Red Sox and we can't keep our own homegrown talent. It's weird because they've picked other homegrown talent that they're going to try to sign long term. And we're talking about the second best Xander Bogarts and we're talking about uh, Rafael Devers right. who they want to lock up long term and they can't do it because they, they've been paying all these bad salaries to pitchers. So like Chris Hale's making a lot of money. Nate Valdi, who's, you know, like, okay, but he's making a lot of money. And then, uh, David Price, like these bad contracts are all over the place and they, they can't afford to sign Mookie Betts because of it. It, it doesn't make – they won't, they had to get on the luxury tax this year. Um, we're going to talk about the luxury tax in a second, but it seems really weird. Personally, I would have just kept Mookie this year. You go all in. This is our last hurrah. Then you, I would just let him walk. What, what would you do with Mookie Betts if you're the GM? Ignore. I know you're reading all the luxury tax stuff that I have written down here in the notes, but if I you mean, can afford to do it, why aren't they just keeping right. Mookie bets? Yeah. I don't, I don't get that move by them at all. I would have just 
yeah, the, Mookie Betts has said publicly that he wants to go to free agency and he has got Boris as an agent and you assume that he's just going to take probably the best deal he gets. But you're the Red Sox. Why can't you just offer him the best deal? Maybe they don't have the money. We don't know what their books look like. Uh, they were desperate to get on. Clearly, they were desperate to get under the luxury tax because they did the deal has been done to get them under the luxury tax. This is the the main reason they did the deal. They pretty much expressed that publicly. They had to get on the luxury tax. So I would have just said, yeah, we're going to, we're going to pay the luxury tax again this year. We're in, it's the second time we've been in it. We're going to explain all what this all means in a second, but why don't we just keep, keep Mookie Betts for one more year and then let him walk. And then you have a chance to win another world series. I don't get the idea of punting on the season. I've heard multiple people in the industry. So like Jeff Passan, for example, this, this, this is the Red Sox basically admitting that they're punting on the season Right. when they had like a 90 plus win team. I get the Rays are good. I get the Yankees are good, but you're still a really good team. Yeah. You get it, get into the playoffs, get into the dance and things can happen. You have one of the best players in baseball. This is your last chance to make a run with him. I would have just gone for it. And yeah. then, Oh, like, Oh, getting Alex Verdugo makes it okay. Like we, we traded Mookie Betts, and so now we get five years of control of Alex Verdugo. You didn't get any of the Dodgers' best prospects. No, but a year ago, Verdugo would have been like the second or third best prospect. So okay. we're talking about the prospects involved. And yeah, the Dodgers didn't give up any of their top 10 prospects. But Verdugo would have been really high on the list a year ago. And he's major league ready and full of years of control. So, I mean, he's a solid – he's a good piece. Tucson. Represent. Yeah. So the Red Sox – Gave up twenty. They're they're getting rid of twenty seven million dollars of bets this year, which is what he's making in his final year of arbitration, and they're giving up about half the the ninety six million over three years for David Price. So that equals about forty three million dollars of twenty twenty payroll that they're dumping, which is a lot in one year for any team, even the Dodgers. And then they get another luxury tax, which is two hundred eight million dollars this year, but they avoid all those penalties for being repeat luxury tax offenders. So do you kind of, do you know how the luxury tax works a little bit? Not really. So because of this deal, they're now $16 million under the tax. The tax is 208 million. If you're over the tax, you get charged 20% of how much you're over by. So if you're $10 million over, you get charged an extra 20% on top of that 10 million. You're already paying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And then if you're on again, so this is all collectively bargained in 2016. If you're on again, the next year it has to be consecutively. You are now paying 30% on the dollar for what you're over the luxury tax. And then for the third time and beyond, you are 50%. So it goes up every single year. Can it go over 50 or 50 is the max? It looks like it's 50 is the max. And like the Yankees are over. The Red Sox have been over. The Dodgers are over. I think this is their first time. So, but they're going to be over it again next year, I'm sure, especially if they make a real push to sign Mookie. They're going to be way over again, but the Dodgers basically print money. So I don't think they really care. Right. The Red Sox, not the Red Sox did too, though. We all did. Yeah. Um, Talked about all this. This is finally the, we were talking about business decisions in baseball. This is a business decision. This is the first one we've seen. Oh, now it's a business decision. Yeah. Now it is because they literally couldn't afford the players. So it comes down to numbers and stats and math and, they cannot pay the money to put a f- team on the field. If apparently if they had kept Mookie Betts, which seems insane, but that's what they're saying. Do you blame Betts for this? Because I've seen some, 
some people on Twitter uh, – I love any sentence that starts off that way. Some people – people that are in tune with this kind of thing in Boston have said, OK, most people are mad at ma- management. But then there's also a subsection that are mad at Mookie Betts. And I've seen this in person with the Padres when Adrian Gonzalez got traded to Boston. People are mad at Adrian Gonzalez. Some idiot fans – I was at the stadium and overheard conversations – mad at Adrian Gonzalez because he wanted to be paid what he was worth and – the Potters traded him a year before he became a free agent because they didn't want to pay him. And no. they were mad at Adrian Gonzalez for that, which no. makes no you fucking sense in the you world. You can't be mad at Mookie, at Mookie at all. Like, go get your money. It's a, it's really dumb. You have a certain amount of years where you're good at baseball. Go get paid. Yeah, and he's he's been a huge part of that community and that team for his entire career. And, oh, God forbid he wants to get paid what he's actually worth, what he's valued at. That's what anyone else would do. And just because you're a fan of the team, like, are you going to – if you're a bartender at your hometown Boston Ba, are you going to take a, a hometown discount because you've been with that Ba for 10 years? I mean – No, you're going to you're gonna want to go where the money – like, what if the Ba down the street's offering you – But what if everybody knows your name? <laughs> I don't think they worked at Cheers. <laughs> if you are getting an offer much higher down the street, like, oh, no, I've been here for 10, 10 long years. It's been wicked good, you know? No, you're going to go where the money is because that – you're going to put that old town in your rear view. Yes. You're going to – this is it's a dumb – it's a dumb argument because Mookie isn't even saying like he won't resign with the Red Sox. He wants to go to free agency and see what he's worth right. on the open market. Just test the market. Which is what he really should do. Watch Boston sign him again next year. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Gets a hometown discount too. <laughs> I mean a roll to Chat- – that happened with a roll to Chapman when the Yankees traded him to the Cubs. The Cubs – Traded Glaber Torres, who now is an s- absolute stud to the Yankees. And the, the Cubs went and won a World Series. And then the debate about whether the relief pitcher really matters that much. I've gone on record saying it doesn't matter. But anyway, they won the World Series. And then Eroldis Chapman was a free agent like a month later. Yankees signed him in free agency. So it's not that unheard of. That was pr- I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so players that the Dodgers are actually losing. We talked about Alex Verdugo. Uh, his he just played his rookie season. He did pretty much everything I thought he would do. He's a 300 hitter with a wee bit of pop, you know, 12 home runs and you know about a half season's worth of at bats. That can go up. That can, you know, he's projected for 15 to 20 home runs a year. And with the ball, who knows what the ball is going to be doing? That's kind of what he is. 300 hitter with a good on base percentage. He didn't walk a ton this year, but I think Boston's gonna be really happy with him and Benintendi in the corners, like under team control from the next several years and Verdugo's dirt cheap pre-arbitration eligible. I don't mind getting him back. The Dodgers also gave up Andy Pagas. We think, I think it's Pagas. He's really young. He's 18 played in the pioneer league. He's going to actually the angels in a deal that is also sending. Um, who was it? It was uh Jacques Peterson. Jacques. You made him French or yeah. Okay. Jacques Peterson. Yeah. Uh, that's, that seems like a move to just free up a little bit of cash. Jacques and Trout will be interesting in the outfield. Well, and you have Shohei Otani at DH. Yeah. And angels could be interesting. I would, I would bench the fuck out of pools if I were the angels <laughs> and just stick Jock Peterson at first base. Seriously. Like he's just cause you're paying him a lot of money. He's also killing you on the field. He's one of the worst players in baseball. Worst players in baseball. One of the worst players in baseball. Wow. He is. That's a hot take. I don't think it is. He provides zero to negative, probably negative value on defense and on the base. He's he's a platoon DH only player who 
Like can barely hit. How many more years left on his contract? S- several. <laughs> <laughs> He's making like $25 million a year. Not a good signing. But like Verdugo, but there's in, – in Peterson, there was no room for him left in the outfield with, with bets coming over. Andy Pagas, we were just talking about. Pioneer League guy. He's 18. Um First real year of playing, he's super young, but hit 300 with 19 home runs and a 400 on base. Showed power, showed patience, got on base a ton. Really exciting player the Angels, I think, are going to like. And it kind of just seems like a throw-in guy at the back end of this deal for the Angels, uh, who were sending Luis Rangifo to the Dodgers. Rangifo, also a rookie last year, didn't have the best numbers, but exploded two years ago, went through like three levels of the minors. He looks like he's going to be kind of a a bench role for now, possibly start the year in the minors because there's really no room for him in the dot. I think the Dodgers are just loaded in every even, position. Yeah. They might even just flip him somewhere else because they're not going to be able to give him a chance, but he's a pretty good young little player too. So the Dodgers actually got a young piece in this deal somehow, That's wild, which is insane. And then that was kind of it. The twins threw in a prospect who's, who's pretty decent, but has a lot of relief risk and bruised our Gratterall who can, you know, word on the street is he pumps it up to over 100 miles per hour regularly. But who doesn't these days? Yeah, kind of everybody does. Like Eric Lauer throws 95. Um, I love just comparing people to Eric Lauer. That's my new baseline for David just Price, the average starting pitcher. Is David Price an Eric Lauer? His numbers were Eric Lauer-ish last year. Yeah, the four three eight ERA or whatever it was. Except now he's old and it's like, oh, yeah, look what he did in the postseason. He's like, well, no, he's just he's old and not very good and very expensive. Like he's not a good piece to have around. That's why the Dodge the 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 Red Sox dumped him, literally attached this Mookie Betts deal. As good as Mookie Betts is, that's how terrible this David Price contract is because they canceled each other out. So the Dodgers basically given up nothing. They shuffled some things around. They sent Kenta Maeda to to Minnesota. I don't think they they care. Jock Peterson's gone, Andy Pagas is gone, Ross Stripling's gone, and Verdugo's gone. And they got Luis Rengifo. David Price and Mookie Betts, and then pos- there's little pieces trickling in continuously. They're going to send Stripling out and probably get maybe something a little back from the the Angels as well. But it's a it's a coup, man. They got even if it's just a year of Mookie Betts, I think they didn't they didn't give enough that's going to hurt them long term. I mean, what are their Vegas odds to win the World Series now? It's got to be so low. They went up. I think they're second still. Really? I think they're behind the Yankees. That's off shocking. the top of my head, but. Well, like I said, they, they added icing to their icing on the cake. They already had icing on the cake. They didn't need more icing. They needed a – Pitching and bullpen. They needed a strawberry, you know, to go on the top. Yeah, they need pitching and bullpen. And, yeah, they, the offense is amazing, but things can happen, you know, to the offense. I'm not mad at the Padres for not doing this deal. I think there's a large part of the community like, oh, you had to keep him from the Dodgers. Um but the deal wasn't right for us. We're not going to take on David Price, huge David Price money, just to get one year of Mookie Betts. I think there's realistically no chance of the Padres re-signing Mookie or signing him next year. And even with Mookie, I don't think we were beating the Dodgers this year. No, and we talked about that on last week's show. That This would have made us a really good team, but also the glaring weakness on the Padres for 2020 is pitching. They right. don't have the pitching. They're not going to have the pitching. If they snuck their way into the playoffs, it would be really fun. But they're not a World Series team because they don't have the pitching. And Mookie Betts would have been fun. But... Is a great bowler. We'd have the best bowling league in the in the National League. But True. it would have been a fun team, and they weren't going to win. I think we all knew that. But I don't think that I don't necessarily think this is huge for the Dodgers either. 
because they are still lacking so much in pitching. And when it, in the playoffs, when it's a best of five, they could be out in the first round again because of the pitching. Would love that. What if Kershaw's back is acting up, which is probable, or he just sucks, which is also probable. And then you got Bueller, and then you got what are you going to throw in Game Three? David Price, Alex Wood. What else you have? Urias. I'd be I'd be Dustin worried. May. Um, Dustin May might be up at that time, but I'd be really worried uh, about the pitching staff in a short, a very short best of five series. Yeah, better score a lot of runs. Got a manscaped ad for us, Wade? Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement. Announcement. That's right. I thought you'd like that. Service. (laughs) After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. The new trimmer was just released only moments ago. Moments. Moments. And we were the first to confirm the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 Manscaping Trimmer is now available for purchase. That's me pointing at you. I can't pull up the ad. That's why. That's Get why was... 20% off. And free Let me shipping. fucking do it. <laughs> Jesus. I can't. For some reason, my uh, email is re- loading really slowly. I didn't have it pulled up. God, take some nonverbal cues, Wade. I, I did it. It's too late. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BELIEVE. And as always, your balls will thank you. And your plums. And your plums. There you go. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past the prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. Wait, what are the Potter's playoff odds right now? Um, that's not a bet that you can make. I think it is, just not on the sites that we use. It's, uh, 60 to 1 to win the World Series. Okay, what else? Um, we have 30 to 1 to win the NL pennant. Okay. And we have 12 to 1 to win the NL West. Don't you think you'd rather bet on them to win the pennant than to win the NL West? I think there's virtually 0% chance they win the the West. Well, the Dodgers are currently one tenth. Yeah, who's who's betting that? That's crazy. That's an <laughs> bet ten to win a dollar. Bet. <laughs> um, just lay a grand on it. You want to put put some money together? To win a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> you want to start pooling money? Get everyone we know to chip in money because the Dodgers are winning the West. I don't know how they don't. So if the Padres are going to make the playoffs, then you're in the tournament. Then I think your odds increase of winning the. The pennant, you know what I mean? I'd rather bet the pennant odds, get better odds somehow on a thing that I think is more likely to happen. Because if they make the wild card, yeah. Yeah, than to win the West, which I think is virtually impossible. Right. But I, don't know, I might throw five bucks on that and see what happens. By the way, uh, speaking of what happens, did you see the Padres spring training hats? It is atrocious. It's one of the worst hats I've ever seen. It's, it's like a 12-year-old so like got the logos together and was terrible at Photoshop and stuck these two images together. And that's someone's job. That was probably a team of people. <laughs> and then it got approved. I don't know how these things happen where you just come out with the shittiest design for a hat I've ever seen. Like we went to brown and yellow. Everybody's pumped. Then you're going to throw out this garbage. That's our hat yeah. for spring. I love spring training hats usually. I, I buy them like every other year probably. And this hat is disgusting. And it has a swastika right in the middle of it that I now cannot unsee. Does it? It got pointed out to me. 
Like the day it came out. That's not a good look. I was like, oh, yeah, that is – that's 100% a swastika right in the middle of your hat. <laughs> Rule of uh, hat making in apparel is to not put swastikas on your stuff. Anything. Yeah. Anyway, before we get out of here, we've got <clears throat> three guys I want to talk about that I thought or I think are going to have – Big years in the minors. We're not talking about the top guys. We know Mackenzie Gore is going to be really good. We know Patino is going to be good. But these guys are going to take a really big step forward, steps forward, and become legitimate pieces to the Padres' farm system, big-time prospects that are going to provide a lot of value down the road. So are you ready for the first guy? Hit me. I mean, We, t- we talked about him a little off-air. It is Grant Little, and Grant Little – Played most of the year at Low A Fort Wayne. We gotta go. I gotta get out to Fort Wayne. Wouldn't you like to go see a game there? It looks really fun. I don't know. Spend some time in a small pond. I don't know. They probably drink a lot. Probably like dollar beer nights every night. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe we could get a like a special night for. A, I know uh, the guys at Lebetard did like they got a special night for them at Fort Wayne at the stadium. They had like the producer went out there and like had a thing. Maybe we could try to do something with them. I'd rather go to Amarillo. Amarillo? Yeah. If you're going to call it Amarillo, then I don't know if they're going <laughs> to let us go. Uh, so he spent the year at low A. It was his – I mean basically his first full season even though he, he battled some injuries and missed a lot of time. The dude hasn't hit a home run yet in pro ball. Uh, he was a second-round pick in 2018. He went 74th overall. Uh, from Texas Tech, he's – 20 let's see look at the birthday here 21. he's he's gonna be 22 in july so he's gonna play all this year at 21 still still pretty young for a college guy which i like like you get the college experience and then you're young for your age and you come out early and you know you get time to develop in the minors as a college guy instead of coming out as a finished product like like most of the guys do hasn't hit a home run and 403 at bats which is interesting considering he's 6'1 185 listed uh is a little slow developmentally. I think he's going to take a couple years to get going, but he can he can run a little bit. He's hit above power right now, but I think his game is going to translate eventually. And because of the the prospect pedigree here, the Padres liked what they saw in him at Texas Tech. His senior year, he hit three seventy, and I mean it, it is college basketball or college baseball. So I mean those those average numbers are inflated and he hit for a little bit of power. He's not going to be a huge power guy. He hit 12 home runs his final year there, but the the guy definitely can hit and he's, he's been off to a slow start in the minors so far, but even though the pottery signed him probably below slot value, defensive minded uh, outfielder, maybe, but I think he's going to turn into a guy. I think he's what they hoped buddy Reed would be like the athletic uh, semi speedy with a little bit of pop, Outfielder and maybe the pop doesn't develop like we think it will, but the hit tools there and I think Jankowski. No, not he's not as much speed as Jankowski. So like maybe like a Margot, but like a good version of that. I think that's what you can hope for. Maybe a guy that chips in twenty stolen bases with fifteen home runs, and uh, well, he's supposed to hit two eighty, two ninety. When Margot was coming up, he could always hit, and I don't know what happened to Margot. Um, I'm kind of excited to see another year of Margot and due see if for he, a breakout year. I think he's very due. This is this is his kind of his last year. Uh, I think of goodwill, at least for me. I think a lot of people have already quit on him. The next guy I want to talk about was Blake Hunt. 
BlakeCon's kind of buried in the system with lots of catching talent. You talked about Luis Camposano, who's we've talked about him a ton. He's he's done everything you can want from a guy. And then Luis Torrens, kind of forgotten when he came up through the system when he got traded for from the Yankees or uh, Rule Five from the Yankees. He's turned into a guy. He's he's had a good bounce back. And then Francisco Mejia obviously tore through the minors, and we give up a lot to get him. But Blake Hunt also spent most of the year at Fort Wayne. Catchers kind of develop slowly, but still only twenty. Twenty years old, yeah. He at a modern day high school up in Santa Ana, sixty ninth overall. Nice, twenty seventeen. So he actually signed for a ton of money. He went for one point six million. A little bit of power so far. Has shown he knows how to walk. And for me at this stage, I like guys that know how to take a walk. Uh, it, it's nice to hit and hit for power and do all that stuff. But I think it's just as important to show plate rec- plate recognition, pitch recognition, patience. Um, pay- too much patience can work against you. So, you know, don't try to hide in the batter's box. But he definitely knows what he's doing at the plate. He's a catcher. They don't get as many at-bats. He's slower to develop. But I think seeing all these lists that are coming out with Blake Hunt as like a guy to, who just missed like the top 10 on MLB pipeline of catchers, a guy to keep an eye on. He's still very young. He's 20 years old. Lots of time to develop. Came out of high school. SoCal kid. I like I like what I'm seeing in terms of the path that he's on at least because catchers – or slow, but he's 20s. We saw this with Austin Hedges. Uh, high school kid de- developed really quickly. Came up to the Padres, I think, first time when he was 22. And that's really fast. And then when he went back to the minors, figured out some more things on offense and obviously it didn't work out for him. It doesn't work out for everybody, but I think Blake Hunt, he's on the path at least that I think the Padres can rely on and develop down the road into a really solid catching piece. And at least is a trade ship Potentially, if all these catchers work out, Mejia, I, I still have faith in Mejia, Torrens. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Hedges, but maybe Hunt becomes a, a trade ship, which I think a lot of these guys actually are. Great baseball name. Blake Hunt. Blake Hunt? Yeah. I think of Helen Hunt when I hear, hear that. It's the only other Hunt I know. Okay. Blake Hunt? Yeah. The problem with that, do you see, do you see the problem with the name? Yeah. It ends, it ends with a hard cuss sound. See you next Tuesday. And starts with the Hunt as his last name. It's, it's kind of a dangerous combination. Yeah. Blake I'm Hunt. Sure he got that in high school. Probably gets, against, it, probably gets it right now. Playing against Servite up there. Credo. <laughs> and the last guy is, that I expect to, to make some noise is going to be his first year of pro ball. It is Ishmael Mena. So they, the Padre, he's still super young, as, as a lot of these guys are. When, you, when you're coming onto the prospect scene, it helps to be young, obviously. The, late, the older guys don't really bloom. But 17-year-old from the Dominican, signed last year during the July 2 signing period from the Dominican for $2.2 million. Damn. Kid got paid. Already bigger than me at 6'3", 185. 70-runner in the outfield, according to Baseball America. And he came in with a class with Reginald Preciado, who we, we talked to Ben Chase about from uh, Prospects Live. He really likes Preciado. Same class, um, very similar players. He, he got more money from Preciado. Some people think Preciado is going to be better. But line drive approach, which I like right now, is a 17-year-old. I like the guys that are hitting line drives. Their approach is barrel the ball, hit the ball hard. He's already super athletic, lean, fast. And the line drive approach, hitting it to all fields is something that I really like. And 
maybe he's not strong enough to hit for a lot of power now, but he's 17 years old and that's going to come in the next few years as he develops slowly uh, in the Padres organization. I expect him to go to rookie ball next year, either Pioneer League, maybe Arizona League, um, play around in the rookie ball different leagues for a while and then maybe even spend two years there because he's so young and hopefully see him in Fort Wayne in 2021, maybe at the earliest, but he's, he's a project, but he's going to be a, a good project. And I think a guy, I mean, young guys can build up prospect pedigree. Maybe they're not going to influence the Padres for five years, but it, like we're seeing with like Wander Franco, if you become a stud teenager that provides value, just propping up the farm system and then potentially you know, trade pieces to go get like Mookie beds or something. Nice. You know, there's, there's still value in the guys that are four years away. Like CJ Abrams isn't close, but we've seen the value that he provides to the system. He's right. a top end prospect already. Right. So could Mana be that guy? I don't think he's necessarily a, a CJ Abrams type of guy, but he's got CJ Abrams light tools. You know what I mean? Maybe not quite as fast, but almost as fast. Um, not as good a hitter, but almost as good a hitter. So I'm seeing C.J. Abrams light here, maybe in a couple years. Okay. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. And the last guy, uh, I'm worried about this guy, and it's a, it's a make-or-break year for him, kind of like I said with Manuel Margot. It's now or never, I think, is a, is a prospect because at a certain point, after a couple bad years in a row in the minors, teams start doing a, a double take on you, and once you lose it, it's really hard to get back. It's Taylor Trammell. R E. L A X. <laughs> this is your guy now. Ever since uh, what six months ago, when you figured out who he was, yeah, I don't know why that happened, but anyway, last year in Amarillo or Amarillo, as you like to call it, nice roll of the R. He, uh, I can't roll my R's. I never could. Really? No. Hit two fifty for for Amarillo last year. It's, I mean, it is a consensus top kind of forty fifty ish prospect. The tools are there for power. The tools are there for speed. He has no arm. We know that. He's a left fielder long-term. If he doesn't hit, he's really screwed. I mean, you, go, you know he got his nickname, Playoff Taylor. For that for that eight-game sample size where he was really good in the playoffs? People have been calling him it. You know, he hit th- I looked this up. He hit 309 in the Texas League playoffs. He had a huge grand slam in the final game of the, the AA Texas League championship series. That basically set the tone for the whole game that they ended up winning. He was huge, no doubt about it. But he didn't have a good year last year. We Trade all know. It now. Playoff Taylor. He hit 236 for Chattanooga. Print the shirts. Part of the Reds organization last year, and then came over and hit 229. And then when you add in his playoff stats, he ended up getting up to 250. But just doesn't, just didn't do a ton last year. Had a bad year by kind of any standard. He had a bad year and showed up in the playoffs. That's great. But. Wait, if he hits two thirty again next year, where are you on the the still a stud the Taylor Trammell he hype won't. train? He won't. Let's not even talk about it. He's he never been the guy that hits for a high average, and he probably won't ever be. No, he'll be like a two eighty hitter. That's a high average. Okay, that's where he'll be. He's not going to hit two eighty. I'd be really happy if he hit two sixty. That's kind of the norm now. That's an average hitter, two sixty. And he does walk, and that's one thing we liked about him is that he really has a knack for walking and which is good. It gets him on base. He knows what he's doing at the plate. It's just, I don't think he has the skills necessarily to be the high average player. And I'm not definitely not alone in this 2020 is a guy that plays a good left field is kind of his ceiling. 
fringe all-star, I think. I've heard like Keith Law throw that out. He, his ceiling's definitely an all-star that hits, you know, 25 homers, 25 steals. Um, the floor, though, is like he loses all his prospect pedigree by next year. He hits 230. And well, then, wasn't that anybody's floor? No. Anybody's floor is like not even making it as far as he's made it. He's made it up to double A and he might get a taste of triple A next year. Shit, he's probably going to get a taste of the Padres within the year. Yeah. But if he, I mean, I think we've seen his floor and his floor, it was last year. It's it's a 230 hitter. He's Buddy Reed. Trust the bar. Trust the process. Okay. I trust the, I don't know if I trust him. I trust do, the Preller. Okay. The, how do you combine Prosler? Yeah, the Prosler? Maybe. It's not terrible. Yeah. I've had worse. But that's that's I'm just worried. I, I still like him as a player. I was happy when we got him. It's a good buy low. And he had a really good resurgence in the playoffs. And I think the Padres may have fixed the the damaged swing he had when he came out of Cincinnati. They messed around with his swing a whole bunch. Maybe he's really good next year. We'll see. But I think it is a make or break year for him as a prospect. You can lose your value pretty quickly. If you have back-to-back bad years. He's so literally playing for his job. Uh, Yeah. You can say that. Literally. Literally. Yep. Let's get to the end of the show. Before we do... Target locked. We had a big win last week in the Super Bowl, Wade. Big win. We did really well. We gave out Chiefs minus one and a half. I was never... Brought. Gatorade, orange. Check the tape. Who said orange? Did you? Yeah, babe. All day, eight to one, and then I won. I tried to fu- I tried to help you out. I was giving you P- Mahomes minus sixty three and a half yards passing over Garoppolo. I took some. I don't know. I tried to give you that. I was like, bet the house on it. My account was way up. That's all I know. By the way, that that prop Mahomes more passing yards than Garoppolo minus sixty three and a half. Garoppolo was four yards away, and he with two possessions left in the game, and he went over his last five. Ouch. Like that's a bad beat by whoever had that. The uh, but Mahomes I, prop bet all those kneels at the end took him. Oh, his total rushing yards. Yeah, took him below the total rushing yards. That hurts. That is brutal. And then uh, what else did I hit pretty good? Garoppolo's under passing yards also hit. Those two things had me sweating the whole last four minutes of the game. It was crazy. But we won big. Won everything. Did really well. Tails under on the uh, national, national anthem. anthem. Oh, I be- I jumped on that super hard Demi right Lovato before. Crushed it. She was great. And then a halftime show. Did also, you see uh, Michael Wilbon tweet? No, what did he say? Oof. Oh, was he not a fan? No, he loved oh, it. Okay, good. You could tell he was, was very, he like, very excited. My son became a man today. <laughs> Around that. Just go check it. Check his tweets. Looks like he doesn't need Cialis anymore for the next couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you like going forward? Because we got to give out a pick this week on something. Uh, Dodgers to win the West. <laughs> one to ten. <laughs> bet your mortgage on it and just wait the year. Put a million dollars on Dodgers to win the West. Yeah, better than putting it in a bank. All right, that's a terrible bet. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to bet L.A. Wildcats led by San Diego – University of San Diego's own Josh Johnson. This is XFL. Plus 700 to win the championship. There's only like six teams in the XFL. I like the – Is there some- even going to be a championship? It's going to go AFL status? Was it? No. What was it? It was the AAF. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it didn't quite make it to the championship. RIP Fleet. Fleet, 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 (laughs) Fleet. But I like, for no reason other than uh, the hometown discount, Wildcats, I think they're third 
projected to be the third best team in the XFL. Why not just, you know, hedge Who's a little bit? doing XFL projections? The place where I bet. <laughs> Uh, I also like Chiefs six to one next year to win the Super Bowl. I don't Super Bowl favorites getting six to one. I feel like is like really generous. You Who's know, number one, the Niners, the Chiefs, really, yeah, it's six to one. So I like, why the not Niners would come out on top? Why there. not just take the favorite next year? It's Mahomes. They're not losing uh, the wife slash child beater Tyree Kill. Uh, they've got pretty much all their big pieces coming back. So why not? Mahomes is the best player in the league. I don't give. I don't care who won MVP. It's Mahomes. So. Six to one, I think that's pretty easy. Put some money on that, and I like the Ravens too because the Ravens were the best team all year. I think they figured out next year in the playoffs is kind of their first big test. Um, eight to one, I like that too. So put a, I'll be putting a little sprinkling on both. You know, okay. You gonna join me on this? Uh, bet the Lakers to win the NBA championship. Oh, I'm very against the Lakers winning the championship, but they're gonna do it for. Kobe. It was also preseason. They're doing it for Kobe. No, they're not. They are challenge. You want to go right now? What odds do we have? We'll look it up off air. Thank you for listening. Please follow the show's Twitter accounts at Fryer Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, why wouldn't you? Subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms. The one you're listening to right now. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. You've been listening to the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. That was Wade. I'm Ryan. See you guys next week. I'm done. What? I'm what? done. You're done? What does it sound like? I don't know. What's that, what's that mean? What the fuck you thinking, man? What does that mean you're done? It sounds like a bunch of fucking bullshit. Let me put it to you this way. I'm putting this whole fucking town in my review. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.